This is W T M. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. Are you drinking up? First, you gotta do the trouble shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W G M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to a brand new edition of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. Say hi to your mom for me. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Positivity Wolfie T. Just a sick world we're living in. Sick people. What's up? Uh, a lot, actually. We have a special show today. We have two very, very important guests for the UK. We have Steve and Mark for Movie Drone. So I guess I'll just introduce Steve first. I hate people, man. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about nothing. Uh-huh. Oh, it's the most that clip ever. Thanks. <laughs> it seems like I see a lot of, well, actually, I should say, I should preface this by saying that, you know, I never really knew what you two looked like because I'm always seeing pictures of your feet at the movie theater. <laughs> constantly if yeah. you got if you got a shoe fetish follow the movie girl on <laughs> twitter account well the thing is we talked about this and i i said to mark that if you haven't got your cameras on the only reason that i'm coming on is because i've spent the last three years wondering what mr positivity looked like <laughs> and i honestly thought i think i posted something before that i thought he looked like an old 80s wrestler i really wanted him to have a handlebar <laughs> mustache and that but uh, if you didn't have your cameras on i was leaving so there you go. <laughs> you know, we used to talk about turning into a real Mark, and I, I think we've officially switched it to turning into a real Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. There you go. It's my New Year's resolution, isn't it? I don't do anything I don't fucking want to. <laughs> Speaking of Mark, we also have with us Mark. He's 100% queer. He loves the cock. <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> That was fucking guaranteed, wasn't it? <laughs> that was from Steve, yeah. actually. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. Here's here's your real clip. He loves a bit of length. Oh no, he's better than good. He's a fucking liability. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. It's guaranteed, mate, wasn't it? <laughs> guaranteed. Or everyone's plotting behind my back all the time. I just know it's happening. <laughs> You didn't look at the last message, I guess, on the, the Twitter the Twitter messages. Oh, that was the one he sent me via WhatsApp. I found you the perfect clip, mate. And I was like, behave, help me out. So I managed to find one. And then he just couldn't help but <laughs> chime in with it. Because he's just hilarious. This is the new Steve. You know, you know, it's like it's, it's a British thing, I suppose. You know, you, know, you <laughs> hate the people that you're closest to. So there you go. We're not even that close, mate. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so where you guys been then, yeah? Uh, yeah good. Pretty good. Good, good. Um, I had a great night last night, but it was also a rough one at the uh, World Cup qualifier, U.S. versus Honduras, and it was about zero degrees at kickoff Fahrenheit, oh, so... I, I thought you it meant a... it was rough because you had to watch the USA play football. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. But yeah, it was cold. It's cold for you. You're not allowed to call it football today. Oh, no, sorry. sorry. Yeah, he didn't watch him play football. He watched soccer. Okay. <laughs> I think we're going we're gonna to have a few of those problems tonight, I think. <laughs> No, oh, hey, you guys invented English. the term soccer, so. Yeah, there you go. We invent a lot of things <laughs> that you take. But, uh... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was, I guess, Celsius. It was negative 30, whatever. 
with the wind chill of even more cold. But uh, yeah, many libations were had. It was pretty bundled up. Got through it all right. It wasn't the coldest event I've been to. I was at the third coldest NFL game, which is the playoffs, Vikings versus Seahawks, in which we missed one of the shortest field goals ever at the end of the game to lose. So I suffered through like three and a half hours of, well, it was like minus nine at kickoff. Officially, it was like minus six, but they announced minus nine. And the wind chill. Any game that's three and a half hours is too long. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. I mean, it's just too long. In the UK, we get, um, what's it called? Red zone. Red zone, I think it is, Mm -hmm. where we get to watch all of the games like on a Sunday. And then once it gets to the playoffs, it just stops and goes behind a paywall. That's mm. a bit of a bastard. And then we have to, <laughs> wait, to, we have to wait to the, uh, the Super Bowl. And then that's on like really late at night. You have to have a day off work the next day. So we sort of lose interest, if I'm honest. You guys have cricket. That goes for like days. Yeah, so, but neither of us are 60 yet. <laughs> I mean, that's a retirement sport, that is. That's when you've got too much time on your hands. I always speak for yourself. The only good thing about cricket was it used to get a long time uh, out of school to go and play it. So uh, that was good. But uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Cricket. They vamped it up, though, haven't they? They vamped it up. They've Americanized it, cricket, and make it like 20 overs and stuff, and everyone goes and gets really drunk. Where's pajamas? They don't do that anymore. (laughs) They're not doing the pajama cricket anymore. No, no, no. no. You're way behind the time. I'm not really into sport, mate. Let's be honest. (laughs) I don't understand cricket, but I remember like seeing on uh, like ESPN, they'd be like. Oh, this cricket game went uh, four days. It was 75 to zero, and then it rained, so they called it a draw. <laughs> I'm like, I don't <laughs> understand how that works. Like, you just exactly call it, it off? Like, no, like, that's you just exactly play it. for fun? You do. I mean, a lot of the time, you have like the first day, and then it rains for the next four, but all the teams have to turn up, and they just literally sit um, having tea. And cucumber sandwiches. Yeah, for four days. Yeah. And then they decide to, uh, to call it off. Yeah, oh, it's weird, mate. It's a British thing, you know. The team that's winning is just like, oh, I'm fine with it. We'll call it a draw. It was close. It is. I, mean, I don't think anyone really bothers. No one wins at cricket. <laughs> There's no winners there. Have you not seen the uh, the clips of the cricket where people fall asleep and people uh, stack uh, empty cups and stuff on their heads <laughs> and see how high they can get it? That's the most exciting thing that happens at the cricket moment. So. Even the cups are crap, aren't they? Like we won the Ashes once, and then it's like this little wooden thing. It's like three inches tall. I mean, it's a historical thing, Mark. I don't think <laughs> it's crap, though, isn't it? I think that is actually a historical <laughs> significance. But like you see yeah. the footballers and they're oh, sorry, the soccer players, and they're holding these cups aloft, and they're all shiny, and they're all drinking out of it and stuff. And then they give them like this little jagged wooden vase yeah. thing. Yeah, you wouldn't want to drink out of that. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. Speaking of the Ashes, uh, a friend of the show. Stu from Midnight Movie Cowboys. He's big into cricket and was very excited about the Ashes staying in uh, Australia. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Move on, he, move on then. He, he was watching <laughs> the last time we had him on the show. He was watching the match while we were recording. He wasn't even paying attention. Was he? I mean, I liked him. I liked him from what I've heard until uh, until that point there. So, uh, <laughs> if they won it now, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know whether it was going to rain and we could get a draw out of it. <laughs> well, in Australia, yeah. Yeah. never know. Not- do a little rain dance. Doesn't really rain that off. Fingers know. crossed. <laughs> well, we are very excited to have you. Um, it's nice to link up. It's been a long time. We've sort of relied on your support for since we bought you again. Three years? Three years, yeah. It, relying on your support yeah. week in, week out. And we finally get to see you and be part of it. It's, it's a strange feeling. 
a well, good not feeling. as much as uh, we relied on your support. I think you were kind of like the first podcast to like mention us, <laughs> basically. Perhaps Steve's obsession. I think Steve was doing lots of traveling to and fro work, and he was like, "You got to listen to these guys." And when we started, you was on his or still are on his regular playlist. Um, he, he was. He was telling me all sorts of stories on our dog walks. He was very much entertaining him. I mean, on Facebook (laughs) stalked to try and find what Mr. Positivity looked like. I mean, I have found you on Facebook, apart from, obviously, Brett. It's the only person I haven't found. I'm quite good at it. I'm I'm not on there. No, I know. I know. I've checked checked all the photos. I've checked Eric's photos and everything. And, uh, yeah. uh, Well, I think I stumbled upon you guys on Twitter. Right after I, I joined, uh, yeah, about three years ago now. And then, you know, I, I started doing those playlists every week where I would tag all the, play, uh, the podcasts I listen to just to try to get the lure out there to get some people to listen back to us. And you guys, you guys took it. But I gave <laughs> you guys an Apple review. I think I just said, uh, these guys are British as fuck, but they're okay. <laughs> I said, we'll take it. That's our best one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one we quote in all of our sales sales mags and stuff yeah no it's good no honestly i've been following you for many a year and i still listen to you uh pretty much all the time sometimes some of the films um i mean you're a bit younger i think we'll get on to that in a minute but uh but yeah you do a lot about the youth and some of the horror films that you do love them love them brilliant yeah so if we ever become like a like a real successful podcast we'll have nobody to credit but you <laughs> you can get the ball rolling. <laughs> lovely, lovely. We'll be we'll be pleased to. Well, we like to do a bit of support, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We like you discovered we like us. <laughs> no, I think you've been going a lot longer than we have. A lot longer. <laughs> and I think we'll probably probably call it a quit. So yeah, we're riding off your coattails. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are kicking off our slate of films that we watched in our youth. So today we we're talking about short circuit. In the year of my birth, 1986. So uh, we'll go through everyone here. Uh, let's have the guests go first here. Stephen, Mark, one at a time. Um, when did you first see it? Did you watch it as a kid? Did you like it? Uh, what do you think of it now? Were you a kid when it came out? <laughs> I, I was born in 82. So I, got, I had this on VHS, and I'm surprised that VHS still worked by the time I'd finished. Because I fucking loved this film as a kid, mm-hmm. and I rewatch. I had to rewatch it for the pod because I actually. It has been a few years since I watched it, but I watched one and two so simultaneously that they ended up becoming sort of amalgamated. And I was trying to think of what scenes were actually in what film. And when I rewatched this, it's. A, I mean, you can see I've got my DVDs on display. Um, it's great. It's so good. It is so good. It is one of my childhood favourites. Steve is looking at me with such disgust and disdain. It's not even funny. Um, but I mean, I, I was probably six when I first watched this and I will never stop watching it. It is great. Right. I can hear where everyone's going. I can hear it in, uh, in Mr. Positivity's voice. He's trying to, he's trying to bait me for being old. <laughs> I can hear it. Um, uh, listen, I'd watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre before I'd seen this. Um, I was obviously a little bit older. I don't think I've ever said how old I am, but uh, I was a little bit older. I'd seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Jaws before I'd saw this. I watched it in a fleeting. So this was more like a first watch, to be honest. Um, and probably 
it's not a good thing, a man my age watching this for the first time. Um, but uh, but there you go. We'll get to this. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit older. I never saw it when I was young. Yeah, I didn't I didn't wa- I didn't watch it when I was young either. I saw it for the first time maybe six or seven years ago, um, and I uh, I liked it. I I don't think I liked it as much on the second watch, but uh, it's still still okay. It finishes strong. I think it is is a, a plus. But oof. <laughs> so uh, are you upset? About Fisher Stevens' performance, um, <laughs> not racist I mean, enough. <laughs> the thing is, I mean, I suppose I don't know what your TV. I mean, I, I don't know if I watched a lot of American TV from that sort of age, but obviously I was around and I was old enough to see some late seventies English television and some eighties stuff. So I mean, you've got obviously Benny Hill. There was a program called Mind Your Language which was one of my favourite. And when you watch it back now, it's it's sort of along the same lines. Um, I did sort of a bit of a research and looked at it, and I saw that last year Fisher Stevens um, said that he regretted doing it. And I don't know if that's the only time that he said that he's regretted doing it, but why the fuck has it taken him this many years to say that? Um, well, last me. year it was the uh, 25th anniversary, so there was like right. a story on it. And right. then I think they... Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if he mentioned it earlier than that, but... Right. I yeah. doubt it. I doubt I mean, it. I, to be honest, honestly, it reminded me of all of the TV shows that I used to watch in England um, from uh, from when I was younger, from sort of mm-hmm. like the age of sort of whatever, from seven to 15. They was all like this. So um, it's of the time, though, isn't it? I know it doesn't make it any less offensive to people, but you've just got to remember it was made in the time where no one really batted an eyelid. We might look at it now as slightly offensive, stereotypical, and the way he mixes his sayings up, which I find freaking hilarious every time I watch it <laughs> when he's sort of mixing the two bits up. I still find it funny. There, there's some that are funnier than others. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't offended by it. I mean, not really. But I'm uh, sure there's plenty of people out there that will watch this now and find it offensive. It would be, yeah, for sure. I just didn't think it was as funny the second time. Or maybe maybe it's the same, and I just don't remember. But I will say I borrowed Eric's DVD, which uh, I opened the box up, and the, the disc says copyright MM. So this is a 22-year-old DVD that he has lent me to watch for this program. Put it in my uh, my PlayStation 4 to, to watch on my big 4K TV. There is a 12-inch wide letterbox on all four <laughs> sides of the screen. And for whatever reason... My uh, setting to zoom in is grayed out, so I, I can't even fucking zoom in to make it bigger. So my sixty-five inch screen. <laughs> I don't know. I got a sixty-five inch screen, and it was probably you know maybe thirty-six that that was actually on display. <laughs> Which at the time when this came out would have been a huge TV. Yeah, I mean we would have watched it on a CRT cafe fucking right thing. I think the... I think that might have contributed to it because it's like it felt way smaller. And uh, I think the first time I watched it was off of some premium channel or streaming service. So it, it was in full HD the first time I saw it. First time I saw this was Pirate off the back of a lorry. <laughs> I'm not, like, down, down the market off the back of a lorry. We didn't but, even try to make it look like it was in a proper case. It's the sort of neighborhood I grew up in. Freak, don't want being like £1.50 for the VHS. I know I got my money's worth out of that. Yeah, yeah. Got the official merch now, though. 
Yeah, I think I had it recorded off the TV when I was a kid. Watched it all the time. Loved it. Pretty much wore out that VHS tape. And I did kind of confuse it, or I guess Short Circuit 1 and 2 kind of blend together. But now I Mm. can't really remember Short Circuit too much. I know I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Well, there's a two. Yeah, well, they got... Well, they they send Johnny Five (laughs) to the city, and he meets... um, So he's with Benjamin. He's making these little tiny... Johnny Fives and they're selling them. Perfect. And then you got mm. Tell Me Rhonda and he's trying to get okay. oh it's a great film, mate. All right, that's for another he time. He chases Oscar. Oscar pisses him off. All right, that's for another time. How, how on, did guys. Ben get in the sequel? He wasn't in the truck on the way to Montana. No, well they, they took him off. Um and then Ben went to the city to make his money programming. And then Johnny Five went on a little vacation. You should go on master. Have you heard of a, a program called Mastermind? Oh, mastermind, yeah. mate. Yeah, do short circuit. He turns up in a big crate, and like Ben's like, oh, did he? what is here? And then he opens it up, and out he comes. <laughs> I mean, please don't do the impression anymore. I've got to be honest. It's please. an impression. Okay, cool, cool. That's how they did it. All right. Um, yeah, at the end, he ends up gold. Like, he gets gold-plated. I mean, that sort of ruined it for everyone, didn't it? Sorry, so, spoiler sorry alert. Sorry. Have you guys seen Chappie? It's like a short circuit mixed with RoboCop. Yeah, I have. Yeah, <laughs> have you seen Chevy? I don't think I have. No. I've certainly heard of it. Okay, yeah. it's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get to the details here. Uh, this film is directed by John Abadam, starring Ali Sheedy as Stephanie Speck, Steve Gutenberg as Newton Crosby, Fisher Stevens as Ben Jabatuya. Jam it to uh, you, get it? It's a joke. <laughs> Austin Pendleton as Howard Marner. G.W. Bailey as Scroder, which he's basically just playing the same characters he does in Police Academy movies, Lieutenant Harris. It took him almost an hour and 20 minutes to make a Scrotum joke. <laughs> Apparently, that's the only reason they called it Scroder was because they wanted to put a joke in there for Scrotums. That's the only obvious. reason he got his name. <laughs> he was, he was desperate to get it in there. Uh, Brian McNamara as Frank, Tim Blaney as number five, Marvin J. McIntyre as Duke. I think that'll do it for the cast list. Synopsis. Number five of a group of experimental robots in a lab is electrocuted, suddenly becomes intelligent, and escapes. Short circuits, rather. He suddenly becomes intelligent. Suddenly. This has a 6.7 on uh, IMDb. A little surprising. I thought it would be higher. This is a much beloved film. It's people like Steve have been on there and downvoted it. (laughs) Well, it's probably all the people that found out that Fisher Stevens is white when in, in, <laughs> you know one star reviews. <laughs> it's like like we've mentioned oh, on this yeah. podcast before, but it's like every 18 months when people figure out that Robert Downey Jr. did blackface in Tropic Thunder. Like, did, it, yeah. did everyone know this? It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's crazy. There probably are people voting it down for it. Then he, I mean, then he, got, nom- he got nominated for an Oscar for that. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a decent performance. It was a decent performance. Mm-hmm. It's one of his best. Yeah. Well deserved, I'd say. So, uh, first note I have is the intro. At first, I thought I was watching that Benny Benassi music video for Satisfaction. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's all that drilling and like these power tools and robotics. Yeah. And it was like, wait, wait a second. I got to make sure the Mark's, windows are closed. That's the Nobody second needs- VHS tape from that age that Mark wore out. <laughs> <laughs> when the credit's beautiful, though. Beautiful 80s credits. Mm-hmm. The opening. Perfect montage. Like, it yeah. was so 80s, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that with any more compliment. And I mean, I love the 80s. And it looks mm-hmm. so 80s. It's unmistakably 80s. And that's just great. You sort of, even you lot were born in the 80s, or a lot of you were born in the 80s. I think you missed the 80s by just being born in it. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of good yeah. things. One of my favourite times. But yeah, beautiful. But then in theory, I've got a lot longer left to live than you. So, you know, give <laughs> one hand take with the other. <laughs> I hope you have, mate. I hope you have. I'm at the end of the tether now. So, uh, yeah, sorry. Carry on. Didn't you have that countdown clock on you? Did that expire? Yeah, mine went ages ago. I'm living on borrowed time now. <laughs> I remember the phone call after it went off and he answered the phone. I was like, that. oh, God. Damn it. Anyway. Uh, so then we were introduced to a litany of robots uh, at a, what would you call it, a, a, a combat range? Yeah, they're like demo military base. The, uh, they're demonstrating the uh, strategic artificially intelligent nuclear transport robots saint which will never be said again in the movie <laughs> <laughs> and they uh they basically just shoot ghostbuster lasers uh from their eyes basically well not eyes they're the shoulder it's like a shoulder it's like a predator basically. it's like a predator laser <laughs> yeah you think predator stole that from them yeah maybe maybe i think like, um so that came he, out in 87 uh, i think yeah yeah I mean, there's a there's a lot to be uh, to be noted about the American military in this, aren't there? Um, we do get quite a few stereotypes <laughs> on that. Um, we'll, we'll go on to a bit later, but yeah, it's uh, it just looked like I mean, how we how we've been told American military bases. Yeah, yeah. The score over it was pretty cool though. That scene, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Did you? Yeah. Apparently, the Ghostbusters reference as well. Apparently, is the same sound as a proton packs. Actually, okay. Nicked it. Yeah, I think I did hear that before. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what's it? Uh, what did you say? Scroter, is it? Scroter. Well, that's that. That's how we were we were taught in the uh, in the eighties as to what an American military man is mm. and a military leader in all of the films that we watched. I hope you know that. That's that's what we uh, that's what we were taught over here. What that's the, the way the that's the way the American military was run. Super macho and angry. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of power hungry war hawks. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Cold yeah. War. It was there was still uh, <laughs> they still had Russia as the big bad guy, uh, you yeah. know, over everything in this movie. Even yeah, I'm, we're glad to see that the uh, the the shoot first, think later uh, attitude um, was still around. Because so. what, what did they explain the robots? They're like they're gonna they're like the silent killers or something. They're gonna drop them behind enemy lines in Moscow, and then like when everything goes <laughs> quiet, they're just gonna roll them out there and drop nukes on them. <laughs> it's actually our uh, our first clip. Please take the <laughs> He's going to tell you about these peacetime uses. He's got plenty of peacetime uses. You mean besides serving gin and tonic? <laughs> the only way to secure the peace, Senator, as I'm sure you know, is to be prepared. See, we can parachute these robot guys behind enemy lines. They hide out till the first strike blows over. Then each one of these little boogers carries a 25 megaton bomb right up the middle of Main Street, Moscow, like the mailman bringing bad news. 
We call it Operation Gotcha Last. That's what you call insuring peace. Oh, yeah, just as you said. Yeah, well, I think we're all thinking the same way. Would you like to see our control center, Senator? God, that Operation Gotcha Last has got to be the worst name I've ever heard. You can't fault the idea, though, can you? I just kind of like the way that uh, Newton Crosby turns around and goes, well, actually, I invented it as a marital aid. Yeah, yeah, I wrote that down, too. I thought that was hilarious. And then they just cut. Like, that's it. Like, there's no explanation. Just, that's it. He, he deadpanned it, too. Like, he was serious. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, right after that, I believe, is when it short circuits. Yeah, well, I, I think it was right before that. But yeah, there was a, it was plugged into the generator outside and just like a, what, a fluke lightning strike? Like, like it, the, the storm comes for about two seconds so the lightning can strike the uh, power uh, the power lines and then shoot through the generator and into number five and, and fuck up his, uh, his wiring or whatever. And that that's sets off the rest of the movie but um i think the the scene right after they explain the use for the robots is where he starts chasing that coffee robot he's trying to trying to hook up with the coffee robot and then he gets pushed out to the uh the truck with the other trash <laughs> <laughs> yeah those uh a lot of peacetime uses for those things besides a gin and tonic uh-huh <laughs> I would love that makes if it made me gin and tonics. The bloke who did the voice, he's also done the uh, what is it, the the, the puppeteering. Because I know that you guys, when you do um, breakdowns of films, you know all of the actors, all the American actors who do that. So, are you familiar with his work? The voiceover guy, apparently, he's quite famous, is he? Uh, no, not? I'd have to look. All oh, right, okay. I did hear the reason the director got him to do the voice was so that he could get into the character more so he could do the puppeteering better because right. he would be part of it. Right, okay. Are you telling yeah. me that wasn't a real robot? <laughs> well, I mean, he cost a lot of dollar, that robot. It could have like, 1.4 million out of the $15 million budget was spent making that robot. It's a bargain. <laughs> So the guy, the guy that did the voice, it was the uh, the only credit he had as an actor before Short, short Circuit was uh, McDonald Land. He played uh, the sauce vendor <laughs> in one episode of that? a TV series. Short. Oh, so you are familiar with his work. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he did. He did more that. voice work after Short Circuit, but that was his first like real role. Right. Okay. So it obviously escapes and it gets outside the fence. Just as they're trying to lock down, they let the, the truck through right as the lockdown uh, order is coming through on the phone. He's like, oh, I'll get that later. <laughs> <laughs> function. Need input. What the hell does it need input for? I don't know. I guess it can't triangulate its position. That's a simple function. Do you know how to triangulate your position, Howard? No. Well, then there you go. I'm glad you think this is all such a joke, Crosby. Don't worry, Scrooge. You're not going to miss a meal. Let's just shut it down, pick it up. A neighbor, malfunction. How can it refuse to turn itself off? 
Maybe it's pissed off. It's a machine, Scroder. It doesn't get pissed off. It doesn't get happy. It doesn't get sad. It doesn't laugh at your jokes. It, it just, just runs, runs programs. It usually runs programs. Anybody tried the homing device yet? Hmm? No. Oh, come on, you guys. Use your heads. It's probably right down the hall and... Uh, 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 here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. And... Bingo! Oh, and that is not the worst of it, Dr. Marner. Don't tell me its laser is still armed. Bimbo. Crosby, what's he gonna do? Howard, it's hard to say. It's malfunctioning. It might not do anything. But it could decide to blow away anything that moves, couldn't it? Couldn't it, Crosby? <laughs> uh, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I've got to say, that that thing was travelling faster on the map than it was in real life. I love that map, though. I like the way that looked, right, with the little it flashing, his little shape moving across. Yeah, I was trying to work out whether it was like a sort of like cutting-edge computer look um, from the 80s. I'd have to go back and see what was what was about beforehand. But, but yeah, it was certainly travelling a lot slower in real life than it was on the map from my adult cynical eye. They could have walked <laughs> and caught that up. Just opened the door and walked and called it up. There it is. Uh, yeah, that would have been a, a bit of a shorter film. There you go. Well, it was, it was on the truck, and the truck was moving, though, so... Yeah, but he got off, didn't he? Did he not? He got off the truck. Was he, off my he, was, he was quite a ways down the road, I thought. Was he? he fell in the cow pasture, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Well, Come on, Steve. <laughs> Watch it. I like the way that Schroeder... Is it Schroeder? Schroeder. Schroeder. I like the way that Schroeder had um, an instant hatred for him as soon as he became like an alien. Well, he just wanted an excuse to blow something up, didn't he? He was just like, I just want to shoot or blow something up. Nails my time. fucking hate this robot now. It's just like a some sort of alien, legal alien. He's like he's like the bloke at work who's got so much power, but nothing's going wrong. (laughs) And this thing is just work. Everything's working well. And he he just needs an excuse. And this was his little, right, I can go blow shit up now. Instant hatred. I like it. That was a man bored in his job. (laughs) (laughs) This was Nova Robotics. Were they actually, are are we, are they private or are they actually a part of the military? Do we, do we know? I'm going to say, you might be right. Yeah. I don't think it matters because it's a kid's movie and it's (laughs) too complicated (laughs) to think about. But uh, yeah. Let's just say it was American military. It just makes it funnier, doesn't it? I did like when they were, uh, they were they sent the security team out to go get them, and the guys weren't even paying attention. They just ran right into them. Yeah, they had him on the front of the thing. They, yeah. they had like one of them storm chaser cars with the uh, armor on it. Yeah. And I don't know how they missed them. They just fucking... I don't know how they could see where the fuck they were going because I was looking for like a little letterbox window. They were like looking to the sides too. They weren't yeah. even looking up straight forward. And then they uh, they pushed him off that bridge, basically. So you, you want to get to uh, malfunction needs input? I think that's pretty much where we're at. Oh yeah, is that uh, is that when he's at the the gas station? Can't recall. Well, that's where he sees the Dr Pepper ad, right? Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? <laughs> I don't get that <laughs> reference. <laughs> But yeah, I can't remember what order it happened in because it all kind of happened at the same time where he's at the gas station and then he, uh, I think he gets pushed off the bridge and he parachutes down onto Stephanie's food truck. 
Yeah. So it's probably before he gets uh, run over. We're very organized here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brett, you usually have such detailed notes about the plot point. You know, I know I do, and we're bit. jumping all over the place. I, I've lost myself. Okay. Well, take it once you find it. I actually didn't write that part down. So <laughs> basically, I just want to get to when number five, I guess, meets up with Ali Sheedy. Yeah, I think that's next. Because I have a. Uh, I have the bimbo line. I wrote that down. <laughs> and then I had to uh, rewind that. I wasn't sure he actually said that at first. Bimbo. And then <laughs> uh, then I have the, the security truck runs right into him. And then uh, he gets uh, goes off the bridge and he lands on Stephanie's uh, snack shack food truck. And then they end up uh, at her place with uh, Frank trying to get the three-legged dog off the uh, off the roof. So I don't. Somewhere in there, he starts asking for input. Yeah, that Frank guy. I forget his name. I mentioned it earlier, but I only know him from Caddyshack Two. Have you guys seen that cinematic achievement? No. <laughs> Number two. No, no. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, the less said about that one, the better. But um, yeah, he just plays a douche in both both movies. He's typecast as a blonde, like preppy douche. I mean, I remember Austin Pendleton. Is he the um, stuttering lawyer in My Cousin Vinny? Okay. Is that where I've seen it's been him a from? long time since I've seen that. Yeah, I really like him in that. I yeah. thought he was. I, I didn't realize that he was. I, I didn't realize he had bigger parts like this. Yeah, I remember but, him in Christmas with the Cranks. Do you? Mm. Okay. I didn't mind him actually. Out of out of all the characters. I actually, uh, I actually was one of my favorites in yeah. this. Now, this film okay. came out after PG-13 was invented. So I am a little surprised that I know it's an 80s film, but it's still got that PG rating, even with like Frank, you know, throwing the woman down and he's got a gun and, you know, they're swearing at certain points and pain in the ass with from number five, <laughs> which he just should be just called you know a walking thesaurus basically he has to repeat everything like four times i mean he read the encyclopedia <laughs> he did <laughs> anyways you got you got a clip with uh with him getting input um honestly i don't even know what i can't remember have, so <laughs> well the, the next clip is with uh five and ellie sheedy yeah, I think that's next because she uh, so she runs off the ex-boyfriend and then uh, she finds number five in the back of her truck and she thinks he's an alien uh, for like a whole day. Yeah, what? What? How come you was that the first thing that you would have thought of? Yeah, is that an alien? Do <laughs> no. they not have robots in like? I mean, I don't remember. I remember. I'll tell you what I did have. Do you remember uh, Battlestar Galactica? And they had that, um, what was that robot they had on there? It used to go dingy dingy ding, that one. Was it Twiggy or something? Or T, I don't know, I can't remember what it was. It used to have a remote control one. So there was about then. So I don't know what you was thinking of Alien. Well, when did Rocky <laughs> Four come out? Yeah. You, it was 80, right. 84, I believe, or 85, yeah. Yeah. actually. Yeah. Of course, if you cool. see that now, you don't see the robot. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse to watch the director's cut. <laughs> I was thinking about going to see it when I was in the theater for that, like one night only. Every show around here was sold out. Like it was ridiculous. Like days ahead of time, like not even like the day of. It was mm. full. Every theater around here. 
Should have come down here. I think I checked the show and it was here. There was two people in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't got the affinity for it over here. Mm, no, not quite. <laughs> you know, I think the first like robot was at the World's Fair and did they mention it in Nightmare Alley or something? There was a robot at the World's Fair at like the 30s, Maybe. early 30s or like late 20s. There was a robot and it was basically just a a big metal I guess humanoid looking object. It was a big bulky thing, but it had it had pre-programmed uh audio cues or something. So it didn't really do anything, but <laughs> I think it was on wheels. <laughs> like how but, many robots were there? Like like Robbie the robot yeah. was from the 50s. Lost in Space had a robot. Um Steve named what Battle Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Um so it's not like robots were new. The robots were super popular in the 80s. Like, there are a ton of movies with the robots in them. I mean, she seemed pretty happy that there was an alien in her house. Well, I think she went alien because the atmospherics they created in that scene. Because he was in the back of the glorified ice cream van when he had all like, the smoke coming out of it and his eyes were red. So I think it gave that aura of alien invasion. <laughs> I think that's why she got to it. But then you just walked up and gone... Ah, it's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Takes her a full day to figure out that he's a robot. Yeah. Where do I charge this thing? <laughs> All right, let's see what this clip is. Third, Raven, never mind. Now look. 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 Mm. Look. No, no, there. Look. See? Oh, beautiful. Light bulb. No sun. Beautiful. No sun. Beautiful sun. Beautiful rhinoceros, turtle, Volkswagen. Oh, you mean with that fat little body? You can really see those things, huh? Beautiful mm. animal, mammal, canine, dog, mutt. Beasley. Beasley. Huh? Beasley, no. stop it. No. Down. No. Beasley, down. What are you doing? Stop it. Hey. Number five, Nova Robotics, Damon Washington. You're a robot? Yes. I thought you were alive, number five. I let you tear my house to shreds, and you're a robot. You're a machine from that dumb war lab place. God, I am so stupid. Stupid, foolish, gullible, doltish, dumbbell, lame-brain. Shut up. Silence. Hush. Sit on it. Can Boy, it. am I the jerk of the world. You're just programmed. Jerk of the world. Turkey. Idiot. Pain in the ass. Well, I hope you're programmed to pay for the mess you made. See, Steve, I don't know how you can't enjoy this. I forgot how twee the um, score was over some of the scenes. It's great. Dude, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've just got on here that I, I, he turns into an arsehole and smashes her stuff up. Maybe that's just my uh, OCD coming into play. But uh, You wouldn't have covered that situation, well. Absolutely not, no. But I wouldn't have let it in my house, Mark. You know what I mean? Um, did you not think? I thought she was a bit shouty. 
all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. It's I guess yeah. it's not the best performance from Ali Sheedy. <laughs> no. I gotta be honest, I did sort of spend it like just covering my ears occasionally. It was it was a bit full on for me. I suppose it's learning to act with a metal man, isn't it? Is it? Or no, I, I don't know whether they put the voice in. She wouldn't have heard the voice. I suppose you're not actually interacting, are you? I'd imagine that's all done post edit, and she's just shouting lines out. I suppose so. I don't really know. You're good at this, aren't you? You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Well, she does it with the with other humans too. <laughs> like she doesn't yeah, she change does actually, Mark. Yeah. All right. All right. Fuck <laughs> you. Now. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad someone else thought it. I just thought, honestly, I just thought it was my um, my age and and obviously not knowing this, but I just thought it was a bit too full on. But uh, but yeah, listen, the clip, the clip itself, towards the end of the clip, I was having a little chuckle to myself, um, probably more than I did laugh at the film. So uh, so yeah, there, there's something there. I did like that uh, Johnny Five read every book in her whole house, including the entire encyclopedia. Watched TV for about twelve consecutive hours, and did not know what the sun was. <laughs> if I, if it was round up, we would have shoved some hustlers in there because they got some good articles in there. See what he came out with. All come out with the viz jokes. Yeah, yeah, the viz comic. Shove some of them in, uh, which I think that we. Uh, I used to quote. I think, um, and I, I did say. I think. Do you remember Rogers Profanosaurus? That I tried to uh, to tell you guys that I wanted you to read um, many a year ago. You could have shoved some of those in. You would have learnt some new words. <laughs> Definitely. I don't remember that at all. No. No. I think I was talking behind your back. Probably. You're probably telling somebody on Facebook. I was talking about you. I think to Eric. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't show me what you look like. What you're talking about reminds me of those uh, those AI experiments they've done where they just like set up this uh, basically a robot for lack of a better term on the internet and uh, they get it starts tweeting based on like it reads like everything on the internet and then starts sending tweets out like as a like an amalgamation of like emulating a real person and they always got to shut it down because it gets super racist. And homophobic and stuff. <laughs> it, without fail, every single time, it's just it? like becomes the most horrible person ever, real quick. But I think it gets on like uh, UrbanDictionary.com and stuff like that, and oh, it just uh, doesn't work out. <laughs> I'm going to send you guys a copy of the uh, of the Viz Rogers Buffanosaurus, so you can learn some new. English words, definitely. Then we we can understand your show better. <laughs> I mean, I doubt that. I doubt that. <laughs> it will help uh, with uh, with the what's that film uh, segment? Yeah. The amazing what's that film segment thing of watch. <laughs> I was listening to your latest episode on Scream, and when you were reading the cast, you said Neve Campbell. Now, I don't know if I've ever heard it pronounced Neve. Oh, Brett, are you, aren't you familiar with just Nev? 
That's yeah. what I call her. Is it Nev? Yeah, well, no. I always call her Nev Campbell. You call her Neve, but you love changing people's names, <laughs> Matthew Mahonahay and stuff like that. You just love it. I mean, he, I get so much pleasure out of it thinking when you said that wrong. You're a freak. He, he was talking about Jared Leto a couple episodes Jared Leto. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of fun when the shoes on the other foot, mate, is it? <laughs> it's Neve. Oh, I always thought it was Neve. Okay. Always I've always called her Neve. But... Uh, Neve. I think you're confusing her for the host of the Catfish TV show. Yeah, Neve is like a, a slang name for Neville, like a, a bloke over here, like Neve. Isn't it? Oh, we, we don't have novels on this side oh. of the ocean. Oh, well, there you go then. That's why you wouldn't get it. <laughs> we might, you but have, they're probably have, butlers. Do you have? Do you, do you have Yarrits? <laughs> okay, so we have them over here as well. I've never met a Yarrit. So fuck off. <laughs> Yarrit Harris, or is it Jared Harris? It's Yarrit. I've been, I've been rewatching uh, Mad Men with the wife these days. So, do you guys watch Mad Men? Uh, I know this isn't uh, this isn't TV drone, but no, no, my wife, my wife used to watch Mad Men, not me. The Brit Jared Harris is on there, right? Good proof, Jared. Huh? Yeah, and it so is. I, I was wondering if you guys call him Jared Harris or something. Yes, we do. No, we don't. <laughs> Steve does. <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve just has a he's got a learning disability. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're right. That's, that's so right. many levels. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Oh. Anyway, what back about, to Johnny Five. What yeah. about this movie? How about she looks up the number for Nova Robotics in the phone book, and she gets the the head guy first try. I thought that was a bit of a stretch. Is it? I mean, over here, it's fine. That's what we do. People like it. People give out the uh, CEO's um, email addresses for like Vodafone and stuff. Yeah. Um, whenever anyone moans about anything on like Twitter, people go, well, here's the CEO's number and everyone just emails the CEO. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, but well, it's not in know. the phone book, is it? Nah, but easy to find now, Brett, isn't it? Easy to find, mate. And 86? The only thing that's not easy to find on the internet is your photo. Don't worry about that. Find <laughs> fucking anything else. I think so, the uh, hardest thing I found with this being '86 was how much memory Johnny Five had because he's reading all them books. I didn't have a computer till I was probably a bit older. It might be 1990, but you had them little floppy disk things, and they held mm-hmm. next to shit. Right, 512 meg, 256. Right. I used to sell how, them. how many gig was that robot holding? Uh, terabytes i'm guessing i mean man of no one even well he, yeah, he, he was, was alive like, oh johnny five i'm alive i can't remember what i had for dinner last night <laughs> you think i'm kidding i've got no idea uh, <laughs> and he's suddenly remembering everything yeah probably something that tastes I need terrible. a better processor <laughs> oh, i don't i very very much think it would be i eat shit I can't, can't remember. Oh. I had a chicken Big Mac yesterday, though. You have chicken Big Macs over there, yeah? Chicken no. Big Macs? No. Chicken Big Macs arrived <laughs> in the UK yesterday. Oh, my God. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with the beef ones. So uh, it's like uh, a, is it deep fried, like breaded, or is it grilled? Yeah, it's, it's basically, do you have the chicken mayos? Just, oh, yeah. Just oh, chicken. We got, we got yeah. Mick chicken. 
And now they have a uh, Chick-fil-A knockoff. It's basically just a chicken mayo just stacked up with Big Mac sauce, which means they can charge you an extra three quid for the Big Mac sauce. Uh, Three quid, that sounds kind of steep. (laughs) You can buy two chicken mayos for one ninety eight. stack them. You have a bit of sauce with it, fiver. Rip off, scandalous. <laughs> Come on, you're ruining oh, there. Sorry. <laughs> Back to the movie. Well, <laughs> well I got to say that the chicken Big Mac does does excite me. I, I mean, I have to try it because I am a big fan of the Big Mac, the Big Mac. But um, yeah, um, if we was talking about Mac and me, this would have been on point. <laughs> yeah. Too bad none of us watched that as a kid. I know that's the problem. We definitely do that film. I have it I on watched, Blu-ray. I've always like me as a kid. Yeah, Loved yeah. it. Did Watched you? about three years do. ago, first time. Sponsored yeah, by McDonald's. <laughs> Jesus. I do mean, like that McDonald's scene though when he's in the bear suit dancing oh, on the counter. Well, about four <laughs> foot tall. <laughs> His height does change a few times during the movie. It's weird. It said product placement and that in it though, didn't it? Quite a bit. I can't remember what it was. I'm sure it had some product placement in this. Well, they did, but they didn't understand the reference. Dr. Pepper. I kind of remember those ads, but that definitely ended in the late 80s. I don't know. I can't remember Dr. Pepper. Yeah. My dad used to love Dr. Pepper. We used to do Saturday morning pictures, and he used to be able to get cans of Dr. Pepper from Woolworths in the pick and mix. I can't remember. Just like Coke used to have uh, have a Coke and a smile. Mm-hmm. That ad campaign, but that was that ended in their eighties as well, because I didn't really get it until like I heard Eddie Murphy says it as a, um, I think in one of the Beverly Hills Cop movies or something. He's like, "Why don't you?" Or no, maybe it was. Uh, well, I know it was Eddie Murphy. That's all I know. And he said, "Why don't you go have a coke and a smile somewhere?" And I'm like, "Coke and a smile." And then I find out that it's an ad campaign. But yeah, that was done in the eighties too. You didn't watch it on VHL one growing up. <laughs> all your ad campaigns are like got milk i still don't even understand what got milk means it's <laughs> it. just a question <laughs> oh, it's not that complicated but okay. why is that an advertising slogan it's got well, milk it's, question mark mate it's stuck with you for 35 years so <laughs> of course i have been a bad one yeah, yeah i suppose i yeah. suppose well you used to do a body good and then they they just like assume that you have it so they're like got milk don't work for me <laughs> <laughs> so far off topic here. Uh, back to the film. Yes, we did. So, yeah, there she... was a scene slid in there. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but there's a scene slid in there where uh, Newton and Ben are in the truck on the uh, on the lookout for number five. Newton, can you? He says, "Can you believe that uh, I've never driven in five years?" And Ben says something, you know, one of his lines. They ask him where he's from. He says, I'm from Bakersfield. He says, well, no, like originally, where are your people from? Pittsburgh. Now, was that a joke or was he serious? Uh, I don't know. Is this the Steel City? I don't know. Because <laughs> well, he's a foreigner, but he says he's from Bakersfield and his relatives are from Pittsburgh. Those are American cities. I had that as yeah. a joke. Was- well. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know. I think he was serious. Because there's other times in the movie where he's like just amazed at how Americans act in different situations. Yeah. He's also very excited about the prospect of 
uh, girls being out in the world. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just assume perhaps Pittsburgh had a large Indian population. That kind of like we like certain places around the UK have different areas yeah. that have uh, the different nationalities that are. That we have uh, lots of places. Um, well, I know in New York you have like Chinatown and places because I watch a guy on YouTube goes talking different languages and he walks around New York and he can find these streets that's either full of Nigerians or full of Chinese people is or that Vietnamese. Or whatever yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's so many like it fascinates me, New York, that they do all these little areas and there's just these high populous areas full of so I just assumed when he had said that that Pittsburgh must have had this high populous Indian population. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know um if that's true or not. I have no idea. I'm sure there was a line from Fisher Stevens um, asking her if she was a girl at one point. I think that was a bit weird. <laughs> well, that's the way I heard it. It was like surprised that there was a girl, and I think you said, "Yeah, out in the out in the wild." Mm. Where? Well, I don't, I don't even. Under, has he lived on the base for like pretty much the most of his life? Is that I think, didn't, I I think didn't both of them. Them. Both of them <laughs> seemed like they had not seen a woman in many <laughs> many years. <laughs> Although they were at that party and there were plenty of women there. So yeah. I suppose they've not seen a woman for being a woman of I suppose they <laughs> see the women as being scientists and that's awfully progressive in 1986 though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, she calls up Nova, complains, <laughs> come take your robot back. And then so I'm a little fuzzy there. Because they have Gutenberg and uh, Fisher Stevens, they're out in a truck looking for. Are they tracking him with his GPS? Yeah. So while well, she's on the phone with what's his name, Howard, and uh, she's trying to get a uh, reward or whatever, and then she uh, she tells uh, number five that they're going to come and disassemble him, and he doesn't understand um, <laughs> until he sees a grasshopper and starts mimicking it. Oh, Which is actually pretty hilarious to see the fucking robot jumping up and down. And then he just squishes the shit out of him. And uh, <laughs> he realizes that disassembled means dead. And he starts freaking out. And he steals her truck. Um, and she jumps in at the last second to go with him. And they almost drive into the lake. But he, he stops short because she's like, oh, disassembled or whatever. And uh, she she's convinced that he's alive. But then uh, Newton and Ben show up right at that minute, and uh, eventually the rest of the Sh- Scroters guys show up and just start shooting the shit out of them too. So um, they're all kind of there, and uh, a lot of miscommunication going on. I mean, that is the shoot on site bit, isn't it? They just turn up <laughs> and shoot. I know you Brits have uh, have seen it, but do you know what the Gadsden flag is? It's the don't tread on me flag with the snake. It's a yellow, no. yellow flag. Have you ever seen that? It's a, no. it's more of like a represents kind of like libertarians and whatnot, but it's a yellow flag with, with a snake on it that says, don't tread on me. It's from wow. the revolution, isn't it? Yeah. I think originally, and it just kind of got repurposed. Steve, you remember. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it might have missed. I might have that might have passed me by that one. Yeah, I tell you what, I've been listening to. Just to digress, I've been listening to a lot of stuff about QAnon at the moment, 
fascinating that, isn't it? Maybe we should do a little chat about that at some point. But anyway, carry on. There was a there was HBO Max had a QAnon documentary that was great. Yeah, it was uh, really fascinating. And then it gets kind of depressing at the end because they kind of you know out the guy, yeah. not officially, but he outs himself. <laughs> so yeah. sorry about that. I digress. Just That's to fine. get the, uh, the focus away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've seen people uh, meme that flag and turn it into something else kind of still convey the same message and it's a yellow flag with johnny number five kind of with his uh, arms in the air and it says no disassemble <laughs> I, I love the fact in this film don't normally in a film you have a kill count on you they actually have got a disassemble count for this film really? there's oh, really? a disassemble count of three <laughs> i thought that was brilliant you want oh, flag, i love that no you? disassemble no. and oh, malfunction need input Need input. See, I, th- I think he, sh- he could have carried so much further. I think when you think of the 80s, how commercialised all the films are, like you've got, I mean, it's probably a little bit earlier, but you've got your Star Trek that Steve loves, and they've got all these Death Stars or whatever they are. Never really saw much, or I didn't see much Johnny Five merch. Like you couldn't buy one of the little ones that they had in the second one. I don't remember a Johnny Five lunchbox. I just think for an 80s film, I'm surprised it didn't have more stuff like that. And it's also it's all a bit retro now. Like I've seen a couple of people with a Johnny Five t-shirt, but at the time you didn't, I didn't see anyone. I'd have killed for a Johnny Five t-shirt. Me too. Yeah. yeah, me too. That's a good point. I don't recall anyone having any merchandise from this film. Oh, um, Gremlins went absolutely ridiculous on the merch and E.T. and stuff like that, but I don't mm-hmm. remember anything from shorts. Perhaps I should go on eBay, see if I can buy some shit. Well, did it do yeah. as well? That's the thing. Did it actually I don't do know what well? the numbers are. I don't know how much it took. Uh, pennies. <laughs> Let's get to the next clip. Let's just see what it is. Escape. Escape. Flee. Hide. Refuge. What are you afraid of? What's the matter with you? Nova Robotics. Disassemble. Dead. Disassemble number five. Dead. But you can't die. You're a machine. No. No, you're not a machine? Yes. Yes, you are, or yes, you're not? Yes. Yes, what? Yes, not. Talk about a malfunction. Not malfunction, Stephanie. Number five is alive. You guys remember Five Alive? Uh, It was orange juice, right? Yeah, I love Five Alive. (laughs) Guaranteed loads of sugar, no real fruit juice. (laughs) Almost like Sunny D, wasn't it? Yeah, is that the same as the same sort of time as on Bongo, was it? Oh yeah, on Bongo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that I did want to say is the you were saying about the robot mm. being like one point. It, the robotics were quite good, especially the bit where he picked up the spanner with his eyebrows. That was the scene where I went, Do you know what? Actually, <laughs> that is probably an actual robot. Yeah, yeah, they had. Good. I, th- I think they said that there's certain scenes they couldn't do, like the coin flipping. And when he undid the window, so anything where you don't actually see the robot, they couldn't do. But the robotics in it were pretty special, I'd imagine, for the time. Yeah. I think that on watching it, I think you forget that it is an 80s film because that is actually quite good. I will say that for it. He would have probably done pretty good in BattleBots, huh? Yeah. What was the other one? Robot 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 Wars. Wars, Yeah. Yeah, That was a good show. 
fucking shit compared to is BattleBots. It? I've yeah. never seen BattleBots. Perhaps I need to get involved. I've, I've watched BattleBots. is like proper fighting. Mm. I've actually been watching a bit. This is going to sound really sad, isn't it? But I've actually been watching a bit. <laughs> And uh, and it's like ten times better than Ro- and then I watched the Robot Wars the other day, Mark, and it is really yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, Johnny Five would have smashed the shit out of them with his laser. They have drones and that in BattleBot. Really? Yeah, they don't do fuck all this shit. But, like, <laughs> they got them on there anyway. Yeah. No, the robotics I thought were really good. Really those, good. Are those new episodes you're watching? Are they still making that show? Yeah. No, it's it's, uh, it's on again. I can't see. It. I think well, I can see up to season three. I think. Um, it's on Discovery. I think you can see it on Discovery Plus or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's quite good. Quite I good. forget. I, I know I had a preference back in the day, back like 20 years ago when it was on TV here, but I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. And then I think they're talking about making a real steel TV show, aren't they? I'm really? Yeah. The yeah. Film yep. still. Yeah. So robots Why? are back in. Why? Robots are back in, mate. Back in. Anyway, never, yeah, robots, really good. I never saw real steel. It looked retarded. It looked stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they shut uh, Newton shuts down number five after he gets shot up. They put him in the truck, and he just starts himself back up because you know that's how he rolls. Literally, that's how he rolls. <laughs> he. he uh, he replaces his arm. He re uh, rewires himself, and uh, he's good to go. Um, so yeah, he escapes. Actually, I believe that leads up to our next clip when he gets back. What this is what he's like snooping on her in the bathtub, right? <laughs> well, yeah. So like, uh, so it was Ben and one of the, uh, the the scrubs from Nova were driving him back, and he <laughs> he chases them out of the truck, and he steals the truck. And uh, on his way back, the media harasses Allie or, or uh, uh, Stephanie uh, is the character's name. And then, yeah, this is where Johnny Johnny shows up or number five shows up to the uh, to her place. And uh, she's in the bathtub and uh, it looks like she's in her front room, but it's just might be the angle. Like he just opens the door and sees her right in the tub. We thought he was American. He's got the branch in front of him, hasn't he? Yeah. He's down there holding a the branch <laughs> like he's camouflaged. That's what, yeah, that's what you used to do. Oh, brilliant. Disguise. Camouflage. Hi. Number five. You got away? Yep. You can't stay here. They'll find you. Stephanie, change color. Uh... Attractive. Nice software. Mm. Well, you sure don't talk like a machine. Alive, Stephanie. Number five, alive. Yes, I know you think you're alive, but those guys who built you say no way, and I don't know what to think anymore. But I know it's not safe for you here, so go on, get out of here. Go on. Mm. Solitude. Isolation. Alone. Number five, come on. Lonely. Um, Number five, please. If I went to jail, who would take care of my animals? You sure wouldn't. What are you doing? A can of soup. A meal in itself. All right. You can stay, but just for tonight. Excellent. And if they catch you here, I do not know you. You got it. I just want to mention, on his way to Stephanie's house, he finds the tracking device and throws it in that other pickup truck. 
that was yep. pretty funny. And then uh, he also rocks out to his own theme song. Who's Johnny? Dun, 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 Who's Johnny? Dun, dun. <laughs> I did read they wanted, it, I think it was it, it was a big song at the time they actually wanted for that scene, for that to settle for that song. Well, I didn't think they had pay enough it. songs in it. No, I didn't think they wanted to pay the money. I, I can't remember what one it was. It might be an ACDC or something like that, but they wanted too much money to use it, so they had to go back to that one. I mean, the 80s had such good good uh, songs, and the only one I really remember from this is the one that is in the, um, in the truck, maybe the Bee Gees a bit later. Mm. But I thought they could have done a lot more with the music. Did we miss a line? Is it there's a line that I, I wrote down that Scroter said, um, three dandy little scroters is what he referred to his kids as. Really? Funniest line, the funniest line. And uh, I didn't expect to hear that, huh? I'll be honest. No. Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean when the media turn up and uh, one of them said, Did he try to molest you in any way? <laughs> And she said, he's not that type of robot. Now, I'm not quite sure what robots were wandering the United States of America in 1986, but uh, it sounds like there's quite a few molesty ones. <laughs> well, did you, uh, if you had seen the, you know, the original theatrical cut of Rocky IV, you know, there's some ambiguity uh, regarding <laughs> the relationship of Paulie and the robot. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That might be where it came from then. But, Just how uh, far yeah. does it go? <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> Thank fuck. Actually, that, that theme song, my first introduction to that was it was years before I saw the movie or even knew what it was. I bought a Weird Al Yankovic CD when I was a kid. And he's got a parody of it, which is a song about Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon. And instead of who's Johnny, it's here's Johnny. <laughs> And he's got an Ed McMahon uh, sample on there and stuff. It's so like I, I knew it from that, but I didn't know the actual song until I saw the movie. <laughs> so it was a weird dichotomy for me to to hear yeah. the real thing. All right, let's uh, let's start try to wrap this up. Just got a couple clips left. I think I'll play this clip. This is uh, uh, Ben and what's Gutenberg's name again? Newton Crosby. Newton Crosby talking to Hamilton, whatever his name is. You know, I know why number five took a liking to her. If it did have that capability, which it doesn't, but if it did, I mean, I think she's kind of pretty, don't you think? I am thinking she is a virgin, or at least she used to be. Hello, Crosby. Newton Howard. I know you're listening, so pick up the mic. This is Crosby. How's your back, Howard? Oh, just hunky dory, thanks. I just swore out some warrants for your arrest. Oh, good gully. But because I'm a nice guy, I'm going to give you one last chance. I got a phone call from that loony in the lunch wagon. She wants to see you. Only you. She does? Oh, her pants are blazing for you, Newton Crosby. Will you grow up? I'll be there, Howard, on one condition. No scroter. Is it a deal? It's a deal. Where does she want to meet? The Black Lion Inn. <laughs> Uh, used to be a virgin. Like that's a big revelation. Oh, she probably used to be. Like everyone used to be a virgin. We've got we got past the um dancing scene. Did you not find the dancing scene creepy? I just wanted to go back to that one. I thought it was quite lovely, if I'm honest. <laughs> Did you? Well, yeah. Well, it's a good thing he only saw the dancing part of Saturday Night Fever. Otherwise, 
It might turn out like those internet AIs. I was trying to work out where she was standing (laughs) when he was dancing because he's got the tracks on. Yeah. Um, And then suddenly she's walking next to him. I thought it was nice. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I love this film so much. Right. You're not going to convince me otherwise. I thought it was great. I mean, for me, it went through like a bit of a creepy part. You know what I mean? What was the press and then the nice software bit and then and then the dance. A little bit of robot flirting. Yeah. What did he say? Her pants are a flame for, for you? Or what, what did he say? Her pants are blazing for you. <laughs> oh, boy. And then uh, Frank showed up looking, you know, with the gun. We kind of mentioned that earlier. Uh, trying to get the bounty. What do they have? A $25,000 bounty, uh, number five. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, she tries to uh, get him to talk to uh, to number five, and he starts talking like he's stupid or something. She says, talk robot or uh, talk computer, not Apache. She's very, uh, <laughs> very insensitive. They offended both kinds of Indians in this movie. <laughs> uh, our last clip is a conversation between Newton Crosby and Johnny number five uh, regarding why he um, ignores the protocols. Where's number five? What did you do to him? You've got to control yourself just a tad. Hello. Hi. You kidnapped him? Kidnapped. Shanghai, hijacked. Outstanding. Communicate. Need input. I have questions, queries, posers. You and me both. Well, good. We'll go up there, sit down, look at the stars, talk to each other, get to know each other, man to man. Yes. Beautiful stars, better see. <laughs> Beautiful stars, better see. Oh my God, are all geniuses as stupid as you? He means it's a beautiful view of the stars. I think he speaks very well for a four-day-old. Come, come, input, input. Mm, Beautiful. Right, one more time from the top. Who is your programmer? Me. Wired all your switches. No wonder you're malfunctioning. Uh-uh. Switches are my switches. Life not malfunction. Not malfunction. I am alive. No, you're not. You can't be. There's got to be another explanation. Okay. What? Sorry, time's up. Wait a minute. I'm thinking. Could be any number of mechanical possibilities. Entrance of moisture into the system. Mm-mm. Heat expansion. Try again. Vibration damage. No way, Jose. I'm fit as a fiddle. Okay. Then why did you ignore your programming? Programming says destroy, is disassemble, make dead. Number five cannot. Why? Why cannot? Is wrong. Incorrect. Newton Crosby, Ph.D., not know this? Well, of course I know it's wrong to kill, but who told you? I told me. 
you know, such a positive message for kids. I don't know why you don't like this, Steve. This is perfect to show to your kids. It's probably the uh, the Looney Tunes score that's playing in the background that takes away all the <laughs> emphasis off of the off of the weight of the conversation. I like the bit just before that where they could be doing anything, and he's obviously got this robot that's just sort of like come alive, and they're sitting paying patty cake. <laughs> um, I mean, like I say, it's uh, it, it's just full of like. I mean, I suppose it's got heavy heavy um, w- messages, um, but it's surrounded by sort of childish. Well, Steve Gutenberg's so good in films like this. Oh, my God. Why has he gone so serious now? Where's he gone? Like, you think all, like, Free Men and a Little Baby, Free Men and a Little Lady, Cocoon, all stuff like that. He was an 80s icon. He was so good. Heavyweight. Mm-hmm. He was. He was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, that was like, he was like the typical American actor yeah. when I was growing up. Him and uh, who else would have been? Chevy Chase. People like that. Yeah, it was pretty bizarre how uh, Gutenberg just kind of disappeared. He was he was just so like he was just in everything. I just remember like if you watch an eighties film, he pretty much crops up and then just drops off the face of the planet. And actually, IMDb did, and he's done quite a bit of work mm-hmm. um, since, but he just seems to have gone all serious now. Yeah, I think he uh, started doing a lot uh, stage plays, right? Starting in like the nineties and two thousands. When he made his money in the eighties, and now he's doing something he enjoys. Three men and a little lady. Such a good film, mate. (laughs) Such a good film. I don't Um, think I've seen uh, Three Men and a Baby or Little Lady. Oh, Little Lady! They come over to England, so you get to see stereotypical, offensive English people (laughs) in it. It works in many, many films. Yeah, you should definitely watch. Yeah, you get to offend us then. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen Cocoon either. I don't think I've seen any of those movies you named. Oh, really? Oh, classic. No, I know they were big. They were big in yeah. the 80s. I've been meaning to watch them. But mm. yeah. I always just loved yeah, them in the Police Academy movies. Oh, uh, Freeman and the Baby. you got Ted Danson, Tom Selleck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just powerhouses. <laughs> Heavyweights. Yeah, proper <laughs> blockbuster film, that. Uh, all these great TV actors in this yeah. movie, yes. Yeah. Tom Selleck, Magnum. Just start late and watch that. Amazing. Wasn't it the got- three men and a baby? Uh, there was a rumor that uh, there's a ghost, somebody a ghost or something, or a guy who killed himself. Oh, it's gonna be dark, isn't it? <laughs> That's just I rude. might need to Google that rumor. It's like in uh, one of the one of the shots, you can like see a ghost or something like that. Really? Oh. Yeah, that was uh. Was, again, you got to watch more VH1 when you were a kid, Eric. You know, you would have seen that on I Love the 80s. I, I, I think we had four channels in the 80s. Oh, literally... yeah, we just just had four. Yeah, just just about. We didn't have Sky. No, just four channels. I think it's VH1 uh... until probably 99, 2000. Was it? Well, we got free shit in this. They said shit three times. Did they? Yeah, in in this. Yeah, quite. In, yeah, it was quite a bit. Short circuit. I was quite surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of skipped over. There was a scene where uh, number one, number two, number three try to, you know, pull a Pearl Harbor job on. Uh, Try and disassemble on number five. five. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he shuts out down number one by throwing mud at him, and then he says to to number two, "Hey, hey, laser whips! Your mama was a snowblower." <laughs> iconic line so many uh, he, iconic he gets lines, him in a like a net trap and then he gets number three in the outhouse and blows him up and uh 
He says, uh, hold your fire, don't light a match. I thought that was pretty hilarious. It's not a great design, really, is it? Where you can just press the red button on the back <laughs> and turn them off. <laughs> it's not great, is it? If you were like, going against re- the might of the Russian army when one of them could just walk behind you and press your button. Then he reprogrammed them into the Three Stooges, which is uh, yeah. a callback to earlier when he was watching that on TV. Yeah. I didn't mind that part. So well layered. See, Steve, <laughs> the layering in his film, brilliant. Uh, I mean, I mean, I've uh, free scoot stooges. Uh, I, did, I did get. I quite like that. I mean, that was all right. And then mm. uh, another Ben line that I wrote down as uh, Newton was being taken uh, to go see Stephanie. He says a bunch of shit, and then he goes, "I am supporting a tremendous Woody right now." <laughs> <laughs> brilliant and as we all know uh, steve loves a bit of woody <laughs> uh, 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 I, I think ben gets some like you say i think some of them do miss but i do think he gets a lot of the good good lines in it like there's one a lot earlier but when he talks about johnny five's escapes and he goes what happens if he goes down out and melts down a busload of nuns how would you write the headline and he just turns around and goes nun soup <laughs> I just, I thought some of them were on the bottom. You did have some on good the, ones. Some of them are yeah. real stretched and they didn't work for me. There, there was like trying too hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had some, he had some good lines. I think towards the end here, I, like I said in the, in the intro that, uh, I thought, it, I thought it picked up towards the end that it got better. Um, just overall with the, with the movie itself. Until they do that anti-Semitic joke to prove that Johnny uh, Number Five was alive. <laughs> so yeah, we just want to wrap it up at the climax here. Do you want to? Do you want to say that joke? Who wants to say the joke? I think I'll leave the joke. <laughs> it was about a priest, a minister, and a rabbi playing golf and uh, donating money to God. One of them drew a circle. They drew a circle on the ground, and the Catholic priest says, uh, "I'll throw all my money in the air. Whatever lands inside the circle will go to God." The minister says, "No, I'll I'll throw all the, my money in the air. Anything outside the circle will go to God." And uh, the rabbi says, "I'll throw my money in the air, and whatever God takes, he can keep." And then Johnny's saying, "I get it. Uh, 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 uh. I get it. Jews are cheap." man i bet you he would have dropped some f-bombs after watching uh saturday night fever if they had let it go on long enough (laughs) (laughs) well that like the first uh minute of saturday night fever there's an end bomb in the song that travolta's singing as he's dancing he says his uh member is uh thicker than a yeah that movie was a lot more racist and homophobic than I expected. And also there was a bit more rape than I thought there would be. In Saturday Night Fever? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's not the film that I expected it to be, I've got to be honest. <laughs> I thought it was like a dead follow-on from like Grease and Dirty Dancing <laughs> and that, and I got a shock to tell you that. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't expecting what I got. No. With the ending of this film, I was actually... Uh, Surprise! I had forgotten how it ended. So when number five gets disassembled, 
destroyed i was like let's just rebuild them in the second one <laughs> that's how it works and then fake out i can't i can't imagine being a kid in the theater and seeing that for the first time and then <laughs> like five minutes before they reveal that he's still alive <laughs> and the thing is you would you would be expecting him to sort of come back alive but then all the soldiers are taking all taking souvenirs yeah and he's got, i'll swap <laughs> you the head for the arm bits of it. <laughs> But it's just breaking some kids' heart. But did you cry, Mark? You cry a lot. No, did I didn't little... cry. I probably did when I was a kid. Did you? Um, but I, I sort of just remember how excited Scro- um, Scroder is. Right. And how Howard's just looking at him like, you can go and do your job somewhere else because he finally got... I suppose he's like the game hunter that finally shot the rhino, isn't he? Because yeah. he's so excited. He's got done it. And then Howard's disappointed... Probably because it's a met eleven million quid's worth of robot they've just blown up, which inflation I think it works out about twenty six million. Does it? Just blown it up. Cheapest chips. And they're walking away with like a million pounds worth of head to put on his mantelpiece. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I did enjoy that bit when they all had souvenirs. <laughs> I had a bit of a like Mandela effect on this as well because I hadn't seen it for a long time. For some reason, as a kid, I kind of remembered Johnny Five almost being pulled together with loose parts. I didn't remember him actually being hiding himself under the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, when he come, I can clearly see him come out from under the truck. I was like, oh, that's not how I remember it happening at all. Oh, there you go. Mixing your Terminator. Yeah. This was a moment where Ali Sheedy's uh, acting chops improved, I thought. She is just a wreck when he gets blown up. It really made me believe that Johnny Five was no more. It's it quite alive. the swerve. And it's right at the end of the movie. They're like, there's only like four minutes left. Like, how can he come back? Like, it's <laughs> it's got to be like, uh, you know, Newton going to jail and, and you know, everybody's getting, you know, taken away and it's going to be a sad ending. And then, oh yeah, never mind. He's, he's fine. I actually, I actually rewatched that last scene again because there are some subtle clues in there. It's not him there is no voice that comes from it and there's if there are slight differences and there's like the little lights and bits and pieces like that so it is obvious it's not him when you rewatch it and they do put some mm. subtle clues in there but i i think the first time i watched it i was probably a little bit upset <laughs> i was six yeah yeah uh, you learned the word shit sorry what was that you were kind of cutting out sorry i just said is that how we learned the word shit <laughs> the relationship between ali sheedy and gutenberg uh escalates very quickly because they just met each other and then they're just going to move in together uh and his place in montana 40 acres he's just got 40 acres of land in montana just you know sitting there not doing anything i've now got a robot child (laughs) (laughs) and all of uh all of ali sheedy's uh, animals are going to be coming with and then uh Number five gets his name at the end. He chooses a new name. Mm-hmm. And a legend is created. I was is. thinking, I was thinking, I thought he got his name a lot earlier in the movie the first time I watched it, but yeah, they don't give him the, the name till the very end. It's like the last thing that happens. I was kind of waiting for it the whole movie. I'm like, where's Johnny? It sets out beautifully for number two. I did like every time Johnny or, uh, yeah, Johnny number five. Uh, was about to drive a car. He just throw the driver's seat out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good touch. All right. Well, 
this isn't something we actually do every episode, but I suppose we could probably rate this. And I like to use our rating system and yours. Of course, our rating system with ASAP, Soonish, eventually, last resort, and at the very bottom, never. And then um, after that, give us your uh, rating or your system of rating. <laughs> so, yeah, let's start with uh, Steve. Uh, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, if I'm going to rate it from being a first-time watch like an adult, it's going to have to be a last resort. It's a last resort. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'd watched it when I was a little bit younger, probably before Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it probably <laughs> would have been it probably would have been um, an eventually. Um, on our ratings, listen, it's not too bad a film. I'm going to call it, I'm going to have to call it 55. Ooh. I'm an old man. You are an old man. You know, it is, it is a, it's a kid's film, isn't it? Yeah. So, so sorry about that, guys. Okay, so Steve rated at his age. What do you rate it, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Under your one, I'd stick it. I've got to be realistic here. I've got to be a semi-realist, but I'd go for soonish. Soonish. I've got to be. And under ours, and I've got no shame in this, Stephen. Don't look at me like that. 85 out of 100. (laughs) On Stephen. The nostalgia I get with this film carries it a lot. I think potentially if I was Steve's age watching it for the first time, I get it, but I'm not. I've seen this countless amounts of times, and I love it. It's great. Fair enough. All right, Brett. Ooh. See, I saw it later in life, too. Although, I think it just squeaks by as an eventually. I think it's good enough to be an eventually. Eventually. Out of 100, uh, uh, let's let's do 64. 64 out of 100. Um, I love this as a kid. Uh, Did watch it for a long time until... Uh, maybe five, six years ago. And then again now. And I was surprised at how well it held up for me. Uh, still love this movie. Some of it's a bit dated, of course, but still love it. I'll give it a soonish, uh, along with Mark. Soonish. And out of 100, I'd say 81. I've given it an eight on IMDb in my wow. personal rating. But I know, surprisingly high. That's the good thing about our rating system. You can just like go that little bit higher if you want to, can't you? <laughs> 81, fair score, that. Yeah, it's a fair I think score. 65 is a fair score. Yeah. Anything lower? <laughs> <laughs> Although, what, was oh, it, what did you say, 55? That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Start getting Steve's from T-shirts made up. <laughs> I mean, you can try, mate, can't you? I've got, uh, I've got a WTM T-shirt. I've got one, but it's in store. I was going to wear my being a real Mark T-shirt, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's in it's in storage until all the extensions done. All right, there you go. All right. Well, um, I think we can go over a few fun facts. Although Mark has been dishing them out throughout the whole show here. So I probably I think I might have used all of mine. Hey everybody, here's some fun facts. Major confusion occurred in India among fans when this movie was released. Many people who had seen the film thought that Fisher Stevens, who played the part of an Indian, was actually Bollywood star Javid Jafuri. This was due to Javid, I spell his name different here on the second time, uh, being, being the spitting image of Fisher Stevens, 
with his beard and round eye glasses. Uh, Javed had just had his first release, Mary Jung. In the film, he sported round eye glasses and a beard. When this movie was released in India, many thought Javed had acted in a Hollywood movie. It was only after Javed confirmed in interviews that another actor starred in this movie that people finally knew the truth. That was not as as, as interesting as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I think it's pronounced Yarved as well. <laughs> I, I don't know, and it might be Mary Young. It's, J- it's, easy, it's easy to do, Brett, isn't it? It's easy to do. It's easy to fall foul of Mark and his pronunciation, fucking police. That was actually a dig at you, dickhead, was it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The one I think, uh, I mean, there was a bit of trivia already as well where they was on about, I think they tried to, rather than treat this as just the simple film that is, they try to layer it because someone's put one of the subtle ways in which the movie shows number five becoming alive is his gradual transition from referring himself in the third person to the first person, implying a development to self-awareness. And I like to think that perhaps this film's not as complex as that. <laughs> But it is. Well, obviously, they, they've obviously put a lot of effort into making, putting all of those bits in there. But really, it's just a fun film with a robot. Mm-hmm. But it's actually layered quite well. Here's a fun fact. At the beginning of the movie, you see a close-up of flowers on a green field, and then the tanks uh, roll over them. This resembled James Cameron's style. Now, it triggers my memory because it's just like Terminator 2. Of like, uh, yeah. Um, like rolling over the skulls and whatnot not sure if there's anything like that in aliens but um yeah here's a fun fact so the the song you you mentioned that they originally wanted a different song it was uh money for nothing by dire straits ah yes which again would probably turn them homophobic (laughs) here's another fun fact so uh, you asked, uh, Mark, you asked about uh, Fisher Stevens mentioning this before last year. In 2015, comedian Aziz Ansari had a discussion with Fisher Stevens about uh, Stevens playing the role of an Indian-American scientist, Ben. Ansari said that he grew up strongly disliking both the role as a stereotype and Stevens for ever accepting it. Uh, but he felt Stevens was not a villain after talking to him and simply an actor who needed a job at a time when cultural considerations were simply ignored in making movies. Stevens described how he did research to make Ben into a non-stereotype, and then he regretted how the character made people of South Asian descent feel. In the end, Ansari and Stevens agreed that a short circuit was either a new film or a remake in the present day. The role of Ben should and would be played by an actor with a South Asian background. I did read they was on about doing a remake. I think it was 2013 there was discussions to do a reboot or a remake. Obviously never happened. Much the pity. Yeah. Although they'd probably ruin it, of course. But of course. Well, I found that one. It says in 2013, it was announced that a remake of the film was being developed, and it was rumored and speculated that Fisher Stevens would return as Ben. <laughs> yeah, we did, we, I mean, <laughs> I know they did too. I still think this has got legs. I still think he's a likable character. Oh. I'm surprised they haven't done anything more with it. It's got Wooly now, don't they? Yeah, I mean, this took, I'm just having a look. It took, uh, for $15 million budget, it took $40.5 million. That wasn't a huge success, but it did all right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure home video uh, rentals and sales were pretty outstanding. Yeah. 
not with Mark Pirate in it. <laughs> the second I'm one sure didn't do so well. And Eric. <laughs> Eric Pirate did it too well yeah. on TV. Yeah, so you only got yourselves to fucking but blame. I, I would have bought a little robot. Right. I missed out on the merch market. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have more merchandise for that. Seems uh, ready-made. I'm sure if they remade it today, it would be a shitty CGI robot. Oh, oh yeah, probably, guaranteed. yeah. Chappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mentioned it early. Chappy is a short circuit mixed with RoboCop. It's quite violent, isn't it? It really is. It's, yeah. it's very violent. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I know there's not really much else. Yeah, I think that'll... I think that'll about do it. So before we wrap up the show, uh, thank you so so much for joining us. So why don't you guys give us all your plugs? So yeah, if you want to give us a listen, give us a try. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com if you want to get in touch. We're on Apple, Google, all the usual places, and we yeah, and we don't really go on Instagram. Oh, it's just part of the spiel, isn't it? You do the Instagramming. I don't even know how to work it. Neither of us do. Just do Twitter at movie underscore drone. We're on there. Yeah. Um, you'll find us on there somewhere. Don't listen to the first hundred. <laughs> up to about hundred and eighty three now, aren't we? Hundred and eighty four. <laughs> yeah. They got all right, maybe about forty. There's some good ones in there. You'll find one eventually. Just keep looking. How else are people going to listen to Mark's movie impressions? Yeah, Yeah, if you start too early, you're going to miss all the impressions. Yeah, Yeah, probably the best thing. If you start too late, rather. I'm sure if you keep listening, you'll find one you don't hate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's about as best as we can say. But thanks very much for having us on, guys. It's honestly been... It feels like a rite of passage. It does. It feels like we finally sort of made it. Oh man, it's good to have you guys on. We've been no, it's uh, amazing. Thank listening you. to you guys for a long time, and mm-hmm. we've been talking about each other's shows uh, with uh, without the the other present. So uh, now we get to say it to your face, and uh, yeah. it was uh, not too bad. I'm glad there's an ocean between us uh, with some of the things I said tonight <laughs> across the pond. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to take a screenshot of you and stick you up on the wall. No. I mean, <laughs> so there's always a picture of you somewhere in podcast land i'm never gonna forget that face yeah. it's just in my head now <laughs> well you can't even really see him because the microphone covers up half his face he's like wilson yeah. at home improvement <laughs> <laughs> so the camera on my laptop is on the uh, bottom part of the screen because that makes a ton of sense yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good angle but no thank you it's been an honor it's been an honor well, thank you. Um, Brett, why don't you tell the people at home where they can get some lovely merch, just like Steve and Mark. Yeah, you can head over to wtmwatchthismovie.creator-spring.com. And uh, yeah, Mark and Steve got some merch from us. So uh, if you're over there on the other side of the ocean, we'll ship to you too. Um, so um, but it's available. We got lots of stuff on there, t-shirts, hoodies, all kinds of shit, lots of different designs. All right. You can uh, contact us. You can email us at watch this movie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie or Brett at positively wolf one. Check out our website at WTM watch this movie.com. And please 
rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Bye. Wait, man, why you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, you're off my case. No, I mean with your mouth. Watch.